Chapter Forty of Marion: The Story of an Artist's Model, by Winifred Eaton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by James K. White, Chula Vista. Chapter Forty. Lil had a tiny little flat near Columbus Avenue. She was delighted to see me, and introduced me to the two other girls. They were both quite pretty, with bright golden hair and wonderful complexions. Lil whispered to me that their hair was bleached, and she said that they got their complexions from the corner drug store. I suppose in the daytime I could have seen that for myself, but I had arrived at night, and I was dead tired. The girls were all very friendly, and later in the evening a number of men friends called. I was too tired and sleepy to sit up with them, and I went to bed. The flat was so small that I could hear them talking, and they seemed to sit up all night. In spite of the noise, of their chatter and laughter, I went to sleep. I stayed with Lil in that flat for a month, and we all shared expenses. I got work right away with some advertising photographers, who paid me five dollars for a sitting, but that would take a good part of the day. Lil and the other girls posed for the standard, a kind of theatrical magazine that ran pictures of chorus girls, etc. I remember one picture which showed the girls tumbling out of a toboggan, and another where they all were supposed to have fallen out of a streetcar. I could have done this work, too, but it seemed tawdry and dirty work to me, and so long as I could get the photographic work, I much preferred it. In September we were all engaged to be living pictures, by a man who was putting them on in vaudeville houses. The subjects represented were strictly proper ones, such as youth, psyche, the angelus, rock of ages, etc. We received fifteen dollars a week. As we lived cheaply and men were always taking us out to dinner, our expenses were really small, and although Lil urged me to get some new clothes, I paid off my debt to Lou Frazier. I suppose I ought to have been contented, but the work seemed stupid to me. I tired of the everlasting talk of chorus girls. They all seemed to have but one interest, and that was the stage. Mind you, not acting, but the stage, and all the cheap shop talk that goes with it. What is more, I was weary of Lil and her girlfriends, and their men friends. They sat up at the little flat so late that it was almost impossible to sleep and there was too much drink and crazy laughter. It worked upon my nerves, and I began to long for the atmosphere of the studios once more. I thought that posing for the artists was, after all, preferable to this cheap acting. So when an offer came to me of $25 a week as a showgirl in a popular musical show, I refused it, although Lil and the other girls exclaimed enviously over my luck. They seemed to think that I was out of my senses, and shrieked at me, "'What on earth do you want, then?' And I replied wearily, "'I don't know myself. I guess I just want to be let alone.' How those girls did exclaim at that! Apparently to them I thought myself better than they were. But indeed this was not the case. I just realized that our interests were different. What seemed exciting and fine to them seemed to me just stupid, 
and the miserable lot of little willie boys who were always hovering about us with their everlasting cigarettes and silly short coats and foolish hats disgusted me the artists for whom i had worked in boston were men thus i decided to leave lil anyway there was some talk of their all going out with a road show and they expected to give up the flat soon end of chapter forty recording by james k white chula vista